All right, it's Friday, uh, July 29th, 2022, and this is Den Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast. I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, as well as maybe other superpowered stories that caught our attention. Uh, and when I say we, I'm usually referring to my co-host and a panel you know, of nerds, but this time it's just me and my special guest uh, this evening. Uh, so I'm going to bring him out right now. It's been almost a year since he's been on the show, uh, but it's always a special occasion when he's on. It's comedian Brian April. Hey, what's up, man? We got you out fast. It was under, yes. almost almost under under a minute and a half. Um, yeah, yeah, I had that. to say I had to say that it's been about a year because you actually had me watch Howard the Duck again, and so that I was like never. Never again am I torturing myself. You were pretty stoked to watch it before. <laughs> I was actually. <laughs> I was, I was were, like, oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. And then you watch it, you're like, oh, man. It's so much worse than I remember. That was terrible. Um, but no, we really appreciated that because you were actually our guest the, ep- the week before. And then you just, uh, we had so much fun. And then uh, we had a cancellation the following week for Howard the Duck. And I let you know, and you just jumped at the chance to do it. And I really appreciated that. And, and like, you know, I think the the reason that you haven't been able to be on the show, it's not that I haven't asked you. I've asked <laughs> you a few times throughout the year. Uh, you were really busy, you know. And so um, I, I appreciate that you found the time when I told you, hey, we're going to talk about Harley Quinn season three. And you just said yes so fast. And that was yep. that was awesome. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, but just before we get into talking about like what you were doing and everything, um, just to be clear, uh, yeah, so Ricky, unfortunately, my co-host, um, he had a, a work thing come up. So uh, he said he's not going to be on tonight. But like, I don't know, every time Ricky's ever said he's not going to be on, he at least shows up in the comments drunk or something like that. But um, it's possible we get a Ricky later tonight. Um, if not on this show, then on the after show, the soapbox. Uh, but I will just get the, I'm going to plug the full formalities out of the way before we continue our conversation. Um, like I was saying with you a minute ago, uh, we're going to be putting a spotlight on the premiere episodes of season three of Harley Quinn tonight. Uh, but before we do that, we'll have some nerd news to discuss that Ricky was nice enough to prepare for us. Um, and hopefully a quick round of trivia that I prepared for Brian to play. Uh, he's really nervous and I'm trying to tell him not to be. Uh, for those of you joining us live, don't be shy. We'll be checking the comments regularly. And if you can't get enough of us, you should visit patreon.com slash denxmedia, where you'll find a variety of creative offerings, uh, including recent episodes of our live after show, The Soapbox. Patrons get exclusive access to chat with us, but if that's not your thing, don't worry. We'll be releasing it to the public next week. That's how we do it now. I don't think we were doing that last time you were on the show. No, um, it was just exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of changed it because we're like, um, yeah, we we just we felt like some of it was just too good to like never share with the world, and so um, it. I'm I'm hoping that the same is true for tonight. But yeah, <laughs> but what have you been up to, man? It's been uh, it's been a crazy crazy year. I've been in therapy trying to forget Howard the Duck uh, mostly, nice. uh, and they just let me out. Uh, no, I've just been really really busy with the stand up comedy, and I've been doing that for uh, ever, and just working on um, getting my own social media kind of gathered. I've moved uh, about fifty minutes north from where I was before, so okay. I have a, a new setup and just kind of uh, trying to get 
into the swing of thing, kind of shifting away from live performance uh, and going to more online uh, creativity, music, uh, sketch, uh, videos, podcasting, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think I think when I introduced you a year ago, it was stand up comic, right? And like, yeah, um, that just didn't. Fe- I'm I'm glad when you you know you you put that in your in your description as just comedian this time around. Like, I don't I don't think there's a lot of room for stand up comedy nowadays in the same way that it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a new world, right? Like, it's it's definitely a new world, and with all of the micro content that people are consuming, you know, just a uh, TikTok you know, uh, the shorts, the reels, all that sort of thing. It, it's uh, a lot less, um, a lot less exposed. There's a lot less room for the live performance. Plus everyone's gone so far crazy for political uh, correctness where the, the genesis of political correctness was great. And it's, it's, you know, protect those who help, you know, need protecting, but then it just went far too crazy. And then now it's like, you can't say anything like, I can't say I'm fat. Yes, I'm fat. I'm totally fat. And I'm okay to say that. It's it's fine. You know, so um, it's just kind of changed. And oh, hey, Kelly Monster. Well, yeah, uh, and it's been, yeah, it's been a weird, it's been a weird ride. And just, uh, I'll still do stand up uh, at, at some point, but I'm just trying to reach bigger audiences without having to do all the travel and the chaos and all of that. Because let, uh, me, let me know when you yeah. figure that out, when you crack that peanut, because uh, I could use, I could use some help too. All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll hit we'll hit you right on your coattails. That's fine. There we go. I like it. Yeah. Um, have you been nerding out on anything else other than Harley Quinn lately? So, uh, for those who've ever seen me on here, know like my history was I wasn't the biggest Marvel or superhero uh, fan for the longest time. I did like kind of the basics, and then. Uh, through this show and through Harley Quinn, actually watching Harley Quinn, which was on your recommendation, which, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cause that is the greatest, it's the greatest show in the history of television. I think <laughs> it's one of the might best. be exaggerating slightly, but it, it's really good. So yeah, I did go back up there with mash and stuff. You know, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Years. They think mash Seinfeld, Harley Quinn, all kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up going back on a, uh, a comic book Marvel journey. I actually reached out to you and said, Hey, what's the best order to watch? And I took a couple of weeks and I just plowed through almost every single Marvel movie in order. And uh, so I guess you could say I've kind of nerded out to that. And uh, it's been quite the change now. When you say almost, does that mean that you only watch the ones on Disney Plus? Um, I watched most on Disney Plus because that's what I had. But I, I ended up skipping like uh, the sequel to Ant- I didn't like Ant-Man. I'm sorry. I, really? I didn't like it. Yeah, wasn't a fan. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch the second one. I have no interest in watching the second one. So Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, you're not missing much with the second one, but did you like Ant-Man in Civil War? Um, I really don't like his character. I just don't. Wow. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I, right. That's, so, yeah. you know, I really liked uh, Black Panther. I still love, you know, the, the Iron Man movies. So the more it got into it, the more I was like, okay, I really love Iron Man. Uh, I love that character. And just you know his personality and but i am kind of a sarcastic person i'm kind of a uh, i always kind of pull towards the villains um the super villains in almost any franchise which is why i think i love harley quinn so much yeah. um but uh yeah like age of ultron whatever i was like eh, i was a fan of that and um yeah i think i think uh the question i needed to ask is if you got all the way to end game 
Did you do that? I did. I did. did, did what made you cry in Endgame? Uh, I'm trying to remember the initial, um, well, uh, Black Widow, right? What's that? Okay. I'm trying to remember what's that. The, the Black Widow yeah. was probably the one I was like, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of that. I like Black I thought, Widow. I thought maybe Iron Man uh, Sacrifice would have would have done it for you. I figured that was coming. So yeah. I, I kind of, I was kind of mentally prepared for, for him. I wasn't prepared for, for Black Widow. Yeah. I think that's one of the weirdest byproducts of, of the movies is like, like with comics, I mean, you can beat a dead horse forever, right? Like that, that a story can just keep going and going. And going. Right. Um, but with movies, we all have an, an unspoken understanding that like, these are real human beings that are playing these characters and you cannot contractually keep them around in perpetuity, right? So, like, it was pretty impressive how long they kept Robert Downey Jr. as the linchpin of that. But we knew it had to end. And so, like, I was just really happy with how it ended because, like, it really paid a lot of service to that character. Yeah. And, and, and he's, like, cemented in that universe forever. You know, his legacy is cool. Yeah, they paid they paid it off uh, really well, and I think for the fans as well. I think, yeah, and, uh, and I think he's also kind of like technically, like he he gave that universe Spider Man also, right? You know, like mm -hmm. that's that's kind of his uh, an extra contribution. Like he Spider Man's kind of the reason he did everything in that movie, right? Like he because he felt guilty because he yeah. was at home had with his daughter, but he knew that there was this kid out there that was dead because he wasn't doing anything so it's it's really interesting but um i'm really i'm really that's really cool that you watched all those like uh yeah it was, it was uh, a, weird to see the different tones too like because then you get into garden guardians of the galaxy yeah. and that just has a completely different vibe and tone and feel than yeah uh, a lot of the and, other things and that's why i'm i'm not i'm not like actually offended that you didn't like ant-man uh because like <laughs> i think that's the thing that a, a lot of people miss out on because like you know, Marvel is totally just the reason they've been so successful is they've applied their formula to comic books to the movies. Right. They've done something that nobody else has been able to recreate. And it's probably because nobody else has that kind of backlog to use except for Warner Brothers and DC. But I'm not even going to get into why I don't even <laughs> understand what they're doing wrong. They could literally be doing the same yeah. thing. But like, the funny thing about it is a lot of people forget that, like, the thing about comics is you read the ones you like. You don't read all of them because that's not sustainable. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah, it's easier to give your, give two hours of your time to a, a fruit a movie and stuff like that. But tonally, they're all different. They're, that's the point of them. They're supposed to be different flavors that are supposed to be different access points. And the amount of fun you have when they all cross over is increased for each one you watched. Right. But it, it doesn't detract from it if you do, you know who Ant Man is now because you did right. the, you did the work you know and so yeah you don't well you don't it, it's like it's like ice cream everybody has the flavor that they like and so yeah. then when you see them all kind of come together and you see the the, the clash of, of personalities but it was also interesting for me to see like uh, I really like the original Captain America and then the more that that it went on the more I was like oh, I can't stand him. And just you know, from the oh, whole wow, yeah. that's a hot take, Brian. That's uh, a hot you know, take. That's okay. what I do. Okay, right, sure. at comedy, Brian. Everybody, just bring it. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> just, yeah. Please don't throw your hate 
here this way just yeah, take, no. send that over to brian I, that's all i'll take that yeah well that's cool i'm glad i'm glad that we could have that impact on you um yeah i yeah i wish we could say the same about you on our show no it's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I, I was telling you before the show, um, Frank, uh, Frank, who used to be on the show all the time, uh, I try, I reached out to him to try and get him to come on just to have, so we'd have a third. I always like having like, you know, multiple voices to like weigh in on things. And, uh, Frank was really bummed that he, he, like, he had a prior engagement because like when he heard that it was you and we were going to be talking about Harley Quinn, those are like two of his favorite things. So like he was really excited. So um, yeah, you you have you had an impact. You you are definitely welcome whenever you want. I appreciate um, it. It's it's cool. But uh, I think before we get too sappy and make you cry, um, why don't we why don't we try out uh, the news that Ricky prepared for us? And let's just see let's just see what kind of stuff is going on uh, in the world of Ricky. Here we go. All right, so you may have heard, I don't know, if there was this thing called Comic-Con last week, um, and it pretty much dominated the news cycle for the whole week. Um, we, we, haven't, we didn't do a show last week because uh, Ricky and I were at Comic-Con, um, and so there may, there, while there may have been two weeks worth of news, uh, Ricky pretty much just only prepared stuff from Comic-Con because that was all the news that mattered, I guess, to Marvel fans. Um, but yeah, I was there. It was a lot of people. It was the most people I've been around in two and a half years. Um, I've still tested negative and I'm really thankful for that. I don't, <laughs> don't know how that happened, but you know, um, but yeah, no, it was fun. I did not go to the giant hall H, uh, event, uh, where Marvel was there to un, you know, un, unveil, the next 40 years of content or however many years it is. Um, but Ricky was there and he did say he cried a lot. Uh, and so he got some slides that he wanted to show us. So the big news is, I don't know if you heard about this one, but um, they basically said that phase four, which is the current thing that we've been watching on Disney plus and some of the movies phase four actually comes to an end at the end of, uh, or in November with black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, with uh she hulk coming out right before that like she hulk comes out in about two three weeks from now um so she hulk and wakanda forever are going to be the last uh pieces of phase four i don't know how much of phase four have you have you watched since since we last saw you uh i've been a little behind i haven't really watched loki or um any of that so i've watched uh, a few things i think i ended just after um uh, gosh, talking to the Winter Soldier. I did see that. Yeah, I, I did see yeah. that. So yeah, so I kind of went through like what was there, except for um, I didn't go into like I said, I didn't go into uh, my gosh, my brain is gone. Did you watch <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home? I did. Okay, so cool. that's that's about right. it. That's I think that's probably the last one I've seen. I've seen. Okay, so, so Loki is I. It's a I recommend it. It's pretty cool. Uh, especially because you like the villains so much, you know what I mean? Like I it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a really well done show, but Loki is kind of like what they're pointing to as the starting point of all this crazy multiverse madness stuff that's happening. And so 
uh marvel you know how like the first three phases of the movies once they were all done they rebranded it and called it the infinity saga um i guess what they're calling this new saga that's taking place over another three phases or so they've branded that as the multiverse saga um which all kind of kicked off with loki uh but yeah so they they were nice enough to show like phase five and they basically just listed the entire roadmap for i think all of phase five is next year Mm -hmm. um it's all next year so starting off with what you're really excited about uh ant-man and the wasp (laughs) quantumania um day one uh, day one yeah yeah uh that's gonna be a movie um featuring a character that also that first appeared in loki i don't want to spoil that for you uh but everybody who knows who watched it knows uh secret invasion will be um a tv the first tv show next year on uh disney plus and that one's basically gonna continue did you watch captain marvel i did not yet oh okay all right yeah i'm behind on that no, I got Captain I got Marvel, caught. No, Captain, no, Captain Marvel was before uh, Endgame. Oh, but, yes. Then I think it with Brie, Brie Larson. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. I didn't see uh, the new one. Was it? Okay. So the Miss Marvel is a different character. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so Secret Invasion is going to kind of continue off of the story that was set up there, where we find out that the Nick Fury that we've been seeing for all this time has always been Talos. And actual Nick Fury has been in space, I think, since the Captain Marvel movie. Mm. Um, and so uh, I guess other scroll have been here on Earth. So it's a secret invasion, hence the name. Um, and then uh, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, <laughs> which will be another movie. Um, did you like those movies? I did. They were, yeah. they were different. You know, it's, it's weird because when you're watching them, you know, consecutively and then you get to that the whole tone just changes um the soundtrack was great and it was a little took a little adjusting and getting used to you know group but i I hear batista's not doing them anymore is that correct or well yeah so they actually announced that um uh james gunn has clarified that this will be the end of that group of guardians there's actually the guardians of the galaxy is kind of like a title kind of like the avengers there's been a lot of different ones throughout the years in the comics, um, but this will be the end of that core group that we've gotten accustomed to, uh, partially because I think, I don't know if, if James Gunn's coming back for more, uh, but Batista is kind of like retiring uh, from that kind of thing. Uh, he was threatening to leave, honestly, when when James Gunn was temporarily fired from the whole thing. Mm. Um but yeah, so uh, we'll see. I, I'm excited for it because, like you know, I would like to see an end to their story. I think, I think their story does fit a three act structure really well, and um, I kind of do want uh, Peter Quill to be gone anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a little awkward in real life now. You know, lately in the media, yeah. I feel like um, so I'm I'm cool with losing a Chris. You know, if we got to lose a Chris, <laughs> oh, I mean. I would have rathered it was the Pratt over the Evans, but we still got a Hemsworth. Um, And then uh, Echo is the next show after Secret Invasion. Are you, did you watch Hawkeye? You have not watched Hawkeye. I have not watched Hawkeye. Okay. Echo was a character introduced in the Hawkeye show in December. Um, Spoilers. They also brought back uh, Kingpin from, from the Netflix Daredevil show. Mm. And 
he's basically the villain of the Echo Show, and which will also feature Daredevil uh, from the Netflix. So they're bringing him back. Um, then Loki season two uh, is is sometime next year. The Marvels will be next year, and that's going to be like the sequel to Captain Marvel, but it's going to feature several other characters, including Monica Rambeau from uh, WandaVision and Miss Marvel from the recent show that just ended a couple weeks ago. And then Blade is finally, <laughs> we get a Blade. This this list is nuts, dude. I'm sorry <laughs> for this. You let me know your thoughts on any of these. What do you think about Blade finally? It's... Are they are they bringing uh, Wesley Snipes uh, back? I don't. I didn't my, see the announcement. To my knowledge, no. Uh, okay. uh, Mahershala Ali is playing Blade. Okay, but yeah, that's been what 30, 30 years at this point. Uh, Blade kicked off the whole Marvel movie franchise. Honestly, yeah. Blade yeah, but that was well, that was that was like I the want to say nineteen ninety seven. Gosh, twenty five years anyway. Yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. Uh, then there's Iron Heart. Are you familiar with that one? I am not. I'm barely f- familiar with that. It's a character named Riwi Williams that she will be introduced this year in uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, she is kind of like a super genius young girl that will take over uh, and, and build a better Iron Man suit than, than Iron Man. Um, and so that's the show, Iron Heart. Uh, Agatha coven of chaos uh they're giving her a show she gets her own show on disney plus it was agatha all along uh how do you feel about that one uh i don't know too much about it truthfully so um, you didn't watch wandavision i did not uh, i ended up going i what ended up happening with me is i ended up going down the star wars rabbit hole oh no. and then you know stranger things rabbit hole and you know mandalorian and you know uh, Boba, Book of Boba, and Obi Wan, and all that. So that's kind of where I. <laughs> gotcha. So I kind of left the. I was like, okay, I've you know, uh, finished this chunk. Now I'm going to go to this chunk, and I'll probably jump back in and watch uh, a lot of Phase Four. Gotcha. Well, continuing off of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, mm-hmm. no surprise here. Uh, Captain America: New World Order. Um, we'll see the continuation of Sam and Bucky's story. Uh, as Sam is the new Captain America. That's another movie. These are all coming out next year, dude. I think next year. That's crazy. It might be this. It might be the next two years, actually. And then um, Daredevil: Born Again was announced over the weekend at uh, at Comic Con. It's going to be an eighteen episode series on Disney Plus, bringing back officially uh, Charlie Cox as Daredevil um, and Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. Um, 18 episodes is so many that's like that's like a third of the year we could be talking about that show yeah um so i think i'm thankful for that yeah <laughs> um and then they said that the, the finale of season phase five will be thunderbolts and i'm not sure if you're familiar with that but that's basically the marvel equivalent of the suicide squad gotcha it's it's they take all of their villains that are still alive and they make a fake superhero team out of them um so it's kind of like i kind of like it because it's like the antithesis of the avengers instead of getting an avengers to cap off a phase we're going to get a 
a bad Avengers, you know. Nice. I like um, that. Did you saw you saw Julia Louis Dreyfus in uh in uh, at the end of um Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so presumably she's the one assemb- she's like the evil Nick Fury. So she's kind of gotcha. going around assembling a a a bad Avengers. I like uh, that. I like that. I like that concept of of just flipping the script and going with the uh, the villains. Yeah, I think I like this idea better because one, it's going to be a few years removed for Suicide Squad, but two, unlike Suicide Squad, like these are going to be villains that we've gotten to know throughout fifteen years. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them that are still alive, and I'm I'm pretty excited for that. But my favorite one, I don't know if you know, but the the leader, you typically the guy who comes out as the leader of the the, the Thunderbolts is Zemo. Zemo from right. Falcon and Winter Soldier and, okay. and, and Civil War. Yeah, it's that guy. He's usually the guy who who ends up doing the Machiavellian shit with that stuff. It's pretty funny. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, and then uh, they that wasn't enough. Uh, they felt the need to go one further and let us know that they've also got some phase six stuff planned. Um, phase six is going to start with a f- official fantastic four movie. And they said that it's going to end with two Avengers movies in the same year. Uh, I think this is 2026 that they're planning this one for the first one is Avengers King dynasty. And the second one is Avengers secret wars. Hmm. Um, the names are supposed to evoke excitement but you know again if you're not a comic book fan you're just like okay those are names <laughs> right. um but uh secret wars was like probably one of the f- most popular uh comic books from for kids for people who were my age that were kids back in the 80s it was kind of like the first time marvel ever thought to do a giant crossover event so like mm-hmm. it's a very nostalgic thing but they actually did a sequel to it a few years ago that's a lot uh, it's a better to- a better told story uh but it's basically you take all your toys ever and you mash them <laughs> together for two hours and there you that's go what, that's what secret wars will be it'll it'll be pretty fun um i'm excited yeah. about the new uh fantastic four because the last one was not good so uh, I, I didn't three, enjoy it. the last three were yeah. good. Uh, yeah so i'm i'm hoping that with some time now, I feel like they're they're starting to get the formulas down for these movies to hopefully yeah. make them a little better. So technically, the last four were not good because <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you ever seen the 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 one that was shelved by Universal? I think it was. Or no. Oh uh, yeah, like there's a Roger Corman one that they had him make it just because they needed it to make a movie to retain the rights. Gotcha. Um, and like many many years ago at Comic Con, I bought a bootleg of that movie just so I could watch it. It is terrible. <laughs> um, but, you know, for an 80s movie, I guess, so it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they, there's no way they can do this wrong. I, I just don't think there is. Did you happen to catch uh, the Doctor Strange movie that came out a few months ago? I haven't. I'm still behind on that. I've been getting okay. yelled at by everyone for that, too. All right. So, I want to see Doctor anymore. Strange. You, you might want to see that one before you watch Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I might, like. Yeah. There might have been. I like some, the first some, Doctor Strange, so there might have been some hints in that one. Gotcha. Um, and then let's see what else Ricky's got here. Oh yeah, and then like a, a day after announcing all these movies, they announced that the director of the King Dynasty would be the same guy who directed Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll reserve judgment until I see that movie. 
I'm not a big fan of Shang-Chi. I'm, I'm in the minority there on that one. I thought it was a, a great start to a bad movie. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just my two cents. And then uh, Ricky just threw in this slide of cartoon versions of characters. I'm going to guess these are characters that will be featured in the also announced season two, or I think they also announced season three of What If. If you've never watched What If, I highly recommend watching that after you watch Loki. Um, Loki kind of does this thing that says, oops, here's the multiverse. Um, And then right after that show is the first animated show from Marvel, which is What If, and every episode functions like those old What If comics. Right. Uh, you used to read those, right? You, you read yes. some of the what ifs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're awesome. They're so charming because they're just self-contained stories within, you know, 30, 40 minutes each episode. And they're bonkers. They do some really cool stuff. But the coolest part is they got a lot of the cast of the movies to come back to do the voice acting. And uh, one of the saddest parts is they actually got Chadwick Boseman to do like three episodes mm-hmm. of what if. Um, and that's a bummer because when you finally right. watch the last one, you know, you that's know, the, yeah, that's the last thing yeah. ever. And he was really great in it, too. Um, so I highly recommend that show. That was actually my favorite show of last year, um, just because I I think those comics are what made me love Marvel, because mm. I knew that they would they don't they don't take themselves too seriously ever. You know, like no right. story is worth not doing a do over on you know, and seeing a different take on it. And that's been their philosophy for like the last, you know, 60 years, 70 right. years now. It's like, what if we did the story differently? Uh, right. Okay, let's just try it again. And that's what the right. movies well, do too, you know? so Yeah, how many times have they made Spider-Man? You know, exactly. A, a yeah. thousand. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. It's about a thousand, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm just going to take you through this really quick. I think uh, this is the last of Ricky's slides, but I have a bunch of slides I added, which are, all the freaking toys that I have to buy in the next few months and stuff like that. I'm just going to show them to you. You give me your hot takes on what you think they are or what you know. Uh, there's Loki and a Tesseract. Is this cool or not cool? Uh, I think that is, I would say cool. I would definitely go cool. Uh, not a fan of the, uh, the, the sword in his hand, but uh, he's got the hair. He kind of looks like Nathan Drake uh, with a business tie and uh, Loki's head. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I think he looks more like a, a, a pencil pusher, but <laughs> yeah. I, I could see it. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I'm not excited about this one is because it's the only way to get this freaking Loki figure. And they've released that Tesseract before as a Comic-Con exclusive okay. many years ago. So I have to buy a second Tesseract just to get a Loki oh, figure. Okay. See, that's why I would, I would want it for the Tesseract. The Tesseract is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right, here's the next one. Oh, no, those are just, those are just <laughs> close-up pictures, so you can... You My know, first it. day at the office. There you go. Yeah, that's that's how he appeared in most of the show. So yeah. um, it's cool. It's cool. If, you, if you're addicted to these plastic cracks like I am, you, you, do, need the, you do need this figure. Uh, so moving along, here's some more uh, pictures of the Tesseract. As you can see, you can open it up. It's actually got texture inside, and then the batteries go in that little orb in the middle, and then you light this thing up. Uh, here's some other characters from the Loki show, which don't mean anything to Brian because he didn't watch it yet. <laughs> um, and they're giant spoilers, but whatever. That's uh, it's okay. Like, it's a classic Loki and a he who remains. That's all we'll say about those. Um, those will be coming out later in another un- uh, 
unofficially announced Disney Plus wave of Marvel Legends. Um, speaking of Disney Plus, the last one of the next wave was finally revealed. She-Hulk, this is the figure. Um, she's going to be coming out in the same wave that we, they've been teasing all year long with all the tif- different shows from Hawkeye. Uh, what are the other shows that we've watched? I can't even remember. Um, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and uh, yeah, She-Hulk now. Um, I think it's cool. I'm excited for this. Like, it's going to be like a crazy CG show because like, right? It's it's like the effects of the Hulk, but also on her too. The Mark Ruffalo is in the She-Hulk show as the Hulk, so oh. they're going to have like double Hulk effects going on throughout the show. It's pretty nuts. That's pretty but, cool. I, I like that. I like that uh, action figure though. For those who can't see it, it's she's wearing like a, a gym, like a purple gym outfit. It's like she's going to do. Uh, Zumba. Yeah, because if you're a Hulk, you have to wear purple. That's like the rule. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to. She well, the sneakers are the sneakers were hot too. Yeah. And here's a here's from an ep, uh, two episodes of What If. It's another figure that will be included in the next Disney Plus wave. Uh I think it's one of them is Brian's favorite character. <laughs> uh, this is the MCU uh Howard the Duck. The other one is apparently Brian's least favorite character. That's actually a decapitated head of Scott Lang um, from the Marvel Zombies episode of What If. It's pretty funny. Um, But yeah, you get a two-pack of these two together. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. And then, do you remember this cartoon, Brian? Oh, man. Well, I remember the original Spider-Man one. Yeah, this one's from like um, the the mid '80s. I want to say like '83, '84. Spider Man and his and his amazing friends. The it is the dumbest combination of characters. <laughs> For some reason, right. Spider Man they decided he needs sidekicks. How about um Iceman <laughs> and Firestar? And there and yeah. there you go. I freaking loved this show when I was a kid, and so I'm pretty I'm pretty geeked out <laughs> that they're doing this as a box set. It's that's funny. It's cool and stupid. And they also come with the dog that was there. It was like the three of them were living. You know what it was? They were living in an apartment. They were going to college together. But the three of them were living in this apartment that had like uh, like walls that would like revert, you know, like turn. And right. like when you, they'd pull a lever and then all the all the command stations would come out and stuff. But they still had a dog named Miss Lion. And that, that was her. And so there you go. There's that the is, three of them. That's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, it keeps going, Brian. I have too many. Um, <laughs> if you still like ca- cartoons, here's some nods to the old uh, '90s cartoons. You watch those, right? The, the mm-hmm. X Men and the uh, Spider Man cartoons. They're releasing a Beast with a lab coat and uh, Scorpion in his classic cartoon colors. Mm. Thoughts yeah, the on Beast looks, the Beast looks great. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I really think that's uh, cool, and it's got uh, detachable. Looks like an extra set of hands. Uh, for it does. It. And yeah. he's also got that uh, head to swap out. So you can have a screaming uh, head, and then he's got beakers like to, yeah. to, to do uh, to do experiments with. And then he's got glasses. Yeah, yeah and he's glasses. got the glasses. Yeah. And then there's a scorpion with his bendy tail right there. Nice. Um, as long as it bends, that's all you really need from a scorpion. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. And then uh, to fill out the upcoming Galactus, there's a Heralds of Galactus 2-pack. These are probably two characters Brian has no clue who they are. Uh, and that's cool. It's Terax <laughs> and the Fallen One. Um, those are just deep cuts for people who like cosmic uh, Marvel stuff. 
but they're going to be releasing. They released these two as a pre-order over the weekend also. And I was like, geez, stop. And then on Monday, they're like, no, we'll never wow. stop. On Monday, after Comic-Con was over, uh, they're like, guess what? Now you buy figures for Black Panther Wakanda forever because the trailer just came out. Did you happen to see that trailer, by the way? I did. It is good. Oh, my God. It might be one of the best trailers I've seen in like the last five years. Wow. Uh, I felt some things watching that trailer. It was Ooh. very powerful. It's it's cool because, you know, they're they're treating the, his death as canon in the story. Right. And so the first part of that trailer is is it's a tearjerker, man. It's pretty it's pretty powerful. But, yeah, they got new characters, including Namor, who's going to be introduced in the in the uh, Marvel Universe officially. Um, and then you got Nakia with a new outfit and then you got Okoye. And then um, there's some closer up figures than Na- Namor. You're familiar with Namor, right? The Submariner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they've chosen to like design him to be based on like Aztec kind of culture, which is really cool looking. Yeah. I like um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then those are those characters. And then uh, they're also bringing back, if you never got him before, you can get uh, Agent Everett Ross again. And uh, some comic book figures are thrown in as well. Some classic Black Panther and an army builder, Hatut Zaraze. Um, those are just comic names. I'm just I'm just saying words at this point. Now, but, uh, <laughs> and then you you buy them all and you get to form another villain from the movie, Atuma. Again, just words. All these are words. Uh, are you familiar <laughs> with Atuma? Uh, no. I don't blame you. I'm not either. It's cool. Yeah. And then uh, they also, that wasn't enough. They said, guess what, guys? Fork over your entire life saving because <laughs> we're going to be doing a 50-year anniversary crowdfund event for ghost rider later this year so suck it all and there you go and that's all the slides i got for that they they have the formula down they They have the formula they are putting out the content and taking in the money they're they're evil they're evil (laughs) I, i love it i can't help myself um but yeah thank you for putting up with all of that that was a lot from from um from my side of things i think ricky's Ricky's stuff was long too but what was what was the thing that excited you most out of all the garbage i just showed you oh geez yeah i really like the um some of the action figures especially the end the black panther uh uh, action figures were look really really sharp those are nice um mr beast great um there's so much there's so much there to unpack dude I did. And I did. I did show you a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Yeah. I, I realize I have a lot of work to do. So, um, <laughs> but cool. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited yeah. to to get in and dive in. And now you have about 42 new movies and TV shows that you have to watch in in the next year and a half. Yes. Um, it was a lot. That's so much freaking content, man. I'm I'm a little terrified. But I mean, that's what this show exists for, right? Is just to right. blab about that stuff all day long. Um, but what if I told you that I now have a trivia for you and it's going to tie into what I just showed you? Oh, perfect. <laughs> not going to miss right. a question. Not one okay. question. And I won't get... All right. So here's the thing. I kind of lied when I said, and that's all the product that they showed. <laughs> um, that's actually not true. They showed even more product that I have to buy one day, uh, but they did not say when or where these things will be available. So I, I handpicked 
five action figures okay. um, that are have also were also announced at Comic Con. And I thought it'd be fun to do a spin on a game that we've done in the past, which is name that superhero or name that legend or whatever. Normally, I have you try and figure out the actual name of the character. Um, and sometimes I'll like list a multiple choice of like four names and they're really ridiculous. And I come up with the crazy ones that could be real, but just sound a little off. Um, another time we did one for the boys where I just kind of like show you the character and you have to just guess who it is from the show. But this time around, I thought, you know what? Let's give you a trivia that you can't fail. <laughs> You're going to use your comedic senses to give me the best name you have for each of these characters. All right. I love it. I love and it. Here you go. It's name that legend. If you, need, <laughs> oh, if, you need, if you need to zoom in here, maybe I can I can make it a little bigger for you there. I can see pretty well. Uh, this and is, you, can describe, uh, you can feel free to describe what this guy looks like before you give me his epic name. All right. So uh, male character, yellow suit, uh, shirt, arms, pants, blue belt. Um, Blue cape, blue boots, giant S on his belt. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to go uh, Surfer Bra. Surfer I'm going Bra. Is surfer it, Bra. Is it, is it because of his wavy locks? Yes, he does have the, the very blonde wavy locks. Um, okay. He's got a bad case of bedhead. What if I gave you a, an alternate picture of him that shows an alternate head he also comes with? How does this, does this help at all? Now, now, now is, are you still going with Surfer, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, well, now the, the alternate picture shows a, a, skel, a skeleton and then his wavy hair is now uh, flying back. And I can't tell if that's fire coming out of it or not, but. I, I don't, uh, I'm not sure if it's fire. I, I think, yeah, it's definitely his skin is peeled off for sure. It's a. Uh, that is a uh, surfer bra sees the Ark of the Covenant. Nice. Okay. That's, All right. That's, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. If you're curious, the real name of this character is Sentry. Um, and <laughs> the, uh, basically the short of it is he's kind of like a, one of many Marvel uh, Superman type characters, but uh, hence the S and all that stuff, you know, yeah. like um, hence the, the, the wardrobe. But uh, the, the, the twist on him is he is actually his own supervillain as well. Like, so he's got a split personality kind of thing. Okay. So he, he becomes the void. So that other head that you saw is the transition process to becoming the void. It's like an action feature you get with the toy. Um, oh, I like that. But yeah, there you go. Sentry. You ready for the Sentry. next one? I am ready. Let's do this. Name that legend and describe it to you. There you go. Okay, so has um, a female, uh, pink and uh, call it maroon, looks a little bit um, like Venom. Uh, the face looks like Venom, uh, long purple, purplish, reddish, not purple, but uh, more reddish, maroonish hair uh, going out into, I can't tell if the tail is coming from the hair. It um, is part of her okay. hair. Yeah. That is part of her hair, okay. That is, um, it's almost like tentacles, I guess, like kind of like the yeah. venom thing, you know. Well, the easy one would be she venom, right? That would be like that's that's kind of the <laughs> I mean, they got she hulk, 
I thought I thought maybe you'd say Shenem. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we go. Uh, yeah, Shen Shenem Twain. You know, we'll go with Shania Twain and mix that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go Shenem. Okay, Shenem Shenem was what I was hoping for, but um, yeah, this character is named Agony. Uh, <laughs> and uh, did you ever see the Venom movie? I did not. That's actually on my list to see uh, this oh. week. That's a rough one. Um, okay. Well, uh, the short of it is, uh, you know, you're familiar with the character Venom. You know who yes. he is. Mm -hmm. Alien symbiote, attached to Spider-Man, got his powers, blah, blah, blah. Um, the There's a corporation in the story, in the comics, that at one point they got a hold of Venom and they forced it to spawn like five children symbiotes and they use those symbiotes to bond to five people that they plan to deploy as some sort of symbiote cops or something like that okay uh, it did not go well obviously <laughs> um but agony is one of the five agony is actually the one that died uh first she's the dead one but there are she's, five hasbro she doesn't made, look yeah she doesn't look like I, she's in agony that's the problem yeah, I guess. She's it's got true. a big smile on her face. It's true. It's true. The uh, Maybe it's because she inflicts agony. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what this had to do <laughs> with anything, but somebody was saying he cried because he loved his <laughs> all-color pizza so much. I'm not sure what that is in reference to, but uh, thanks for watching, EK. Appreciate it. All right, here's the next one. Here you go. Name that legend. Okay, that... Uh... We got uh, we'll call it a yellow. I'll go yellow. It's more of a yeah, like a lemon type of suit. Green front, chest plate, uh, gloves, boots. Um, looks like his eyes are being um, replaced by like tomatoes. Uh, got a green mask, and he's got uh, little butterfly wings in the back. Not fully butterfly wings, but more like fly wings. So uh, that is <laughs> that is. It does. It looks like he just his eyes get smushed by tomatoes, and it's like coming down the side of his face. So I'm going to say that is a uh, uh, that is vegetarian vegetarian man. Vegetarian man. Yeah, vegetarian uh, man. Your name, your guess is just as bad as good as the real name. His <laughs> name is Human Fly. Okay. Um, that's yeah. I got nothing on this one. He's a That's... human fly, and he looks ridiculous. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. Well, uh, I love the pained look on his face, though. Like he looks like he's screaming. He looks like he, he looks... doesn't want to be here. He really, yeah, he, he really, he's like, I don't want to be in this costume anymore. Please take it off of me. If, if you've um, seen Stranger Things, he looks like Vecna got to him. That's, that's yes. all. Yeah, he does. <laughs> all right, uh, here you go. Another one. Uh, this one might be cheating, um, but here you go. I told you they made three before. Here's another one of the yep. symbiote cops. That's right. Uh, that it's not venom. Just to be clear, you know it's not venom because it doesn't I have know a giant it's... white spider on his chest. Right. Um, I would say that's a big. Yeah, it's a it's a venom looking uh, as you described, and he's he's kind of blue gray, kind of a, a. I would say like a. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Is he more like The Rock or is he more like Schwarzenegger? You know, so he's kind of like bodybuilder. He's got the, yeah, he's he is very buff. buff. And he's got a blade. Uh, 
looks a little bit like the the head of an alien uh, from the movie Aliens, like a very flat version of that, like a, a yeah. sword made out of that. So I will go with, um, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to think of a good one for him. Uh, I don't want to go with Venom. I don't want to have like a Venom thing. So if that was Agony, uh, I'll go Misery. I'll go okay. Misery. All right, that's pretty good. Um, his actual name is Henem. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> it's Riot. Uh, Riot, coincidentally, is uh, the villain of the Venom movie that you haven't watched yet. Uh, gotcha. So, spoilers. I just spoiled well, that for you. He um, does look like he's laughing a lot. Like, I don't know that they ever call him Riot in the movie, but that's what he is. Uh, but yeah, there you go. And then I got one last one. I hope I hope this one pleases you. Here you go. Name that legend. <laughs> what the actual? Okay, all right. So we have a green body, um, yellow belt, gloves, shoes. Uh, a guy with uh, a boar's head just shoved over him, uh, so his face is sticking out of the boar's mouth, and. Uh, Good God! What? <laughs> what is that? That is uh, that's, that's taxidermy man. It's, that's a good name. It's a good name. I, I, uh, I'm kind of going shallow with the man stuff, but the, yeah, uh, apparently the taxidermy. Guy, he was more creative than that. Uh, his real name is Buford T. Hollis. He is from Arkansas, and he chooses to call himself. Razorback. <laughs> okay. Um, this guy was actually created in 1977. He's a he's one of him and the Human Fly are some of the most ridiculous Spider-Man villains that people don't know about, and uh, that's that's just a testament is... to how far down the rabbit hole this toy line has gone. That they can give us a character named Razorback that looks as stupid as this character does. That is that that's pretty stupid. I wondered, can you take the head off the the? I don't know, but dear God, I hope so because that thing is <laughs> ridiculous. That is, um, that is the dumbest. That is yeah, the dumbest looking action figure I think I've ever seen. There you go. I I aim to please. I aim to please. And guess what, Brian? You won all five rounds of that one. So good job. Yes. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. you. I told you I'd give you one that you couldn't fail at. Um, <laughs> I appreciated the names. I appreciate. Uh, you know, when I get him, eventually, whenever he comes out, I'm gonna call him Taxidermy Man because I, I, I like it. I like it. It makes sense. It I works. wanted to keep it kind of simple. Yeah, but um, I think we've we've waited long enough. We're going to do the thing that we brought you here to talk about. So let's do that. <laughs> All right. It's time to finally put a spotlight on Harley Quinn Season 3. Uh, they were nice enough to give us three episodes this week. Uh, it just dropped yesterday, I guess, at midnight on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, um, Three episodes. It's been, I think, two years since the last season of Harley Quinn. I know it's been less time for you because you just kind yes. of joined. You, you jumped in on the show last uh, year, but it's still been a long time, right? Like, I like yep. a really long time. Um, but yeah, for anybody who is uh, who was not aware that the new season started this week, uh, spoiler warning: um, if you haven't watched them yet, 
please turn away and come back when you have. Uh, you can you'll, you'll think us later, I promise. Um, but for anybody who still you know chooses to ignore that warning, um, I'm gonna give like a quick summary, really quick of like it's just like the fun little like descriptions that HBO Max puts on each episode. There was three episodes, so uh, the first one was titled Harlivey. Uh, and the description was, after fleeing the wedding, Harley and Ivy go on an eat, bang, kill tour that leads them to a secret project Ivy abandoned years ago. Uh, the second one was, there's no Ivy in team. After a heist gone wrong, Harley takes the crew to an escape room to foster camaraderie and sharpen Ivy's leadership skills. And the third one was uh, the 83rd Annual Villi Awards. After receiving a Best Couple nomination at the 83rd Annual Billy Awards, Ivy finds herself seated next to her ex's new girlfriend while Harley goes overboard to ensure their win. There you go. I think that was a pretty safe summary yep. that didn't spoil a lot of stuff. Absolutely. But um, I guess before we just start talking about like in all the specific characters and stuff that we got to revisit after so many years, like I just want to know like you know, how did it feel for you to have this back again? Uh, so uh, so glad to have it back. Uh, one of the things that I really love about this show is the way that they they write it and uh, the perspective that they come at, the, the characters that they give. And they will give certain characters. For, I'm, I'm assuming people have seen the show. Otherwise, you know. Uh, but the way, for example, Bane, one of my favorite characters, the uh, juxtaposition of, of Bane is physical stature and then what they do with him mentally and uh, how he acts. Uh, it's just great as a comedian to see, you know, them using those sort of techniques. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. The surfboard we possess with the spirit of vengeance. We just had some late some late uh, comments coming in. It could be our, our services is backed up. Sorry. Okay. I didn't mean okay. to interrupt. But, no, 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 not at all. Uh, but yeah, it's, so I was so excited to see it. And I really, for me personally, feel like um, episode one didn't disappoint. Episode two uh, was by far my favorite of the three. And then three, I was kind of like, okay, you know, like I know they have some sort of, felt like more of a filler uh, episode to me to kind of just get to the the number of what is what are you doing 12 12 episodes uh, i think there's like 10 or 12 episodes yeah I, well i think it's 12 because there's yeah 12 episodes this season this show's going to be on for a while yeah but it's i cool. i love the show i love the characters i was um excited we're, we're doing a little bit of spoilers now we, we're doing spoilers. oh we're doing all spoilers now you can okay. the crap out of it i was it it appears to me at any way um, Assuming you're probably in the same mind that uh, you know the Suicide Squad's going to be there. Seeing Amanda, you know, um, a Waller there, yeah. yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Uh, so I'm assuming they're going to be sort of the uh, the the antagonists somehow in this. I'm going to see how they like merge it because you know King Shark is part of that. Harley Quinn's obviously part of all of that. So it, it it'll be interesting to see what they do with them, but. I really think they're going to bring them in uh, and have them be the the conflict anyway. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting. You brought that up because, like, the funny thing. I mean, you know, you know the character Harley Quinn where she first yep. appeared, right? She first she first appeared in the animated series that we all, you know, grew up with watching in the '90s. That she never appeared. She was never a comic book character, uh, but she became so popular from that cartoon uh, that they had the writer of the character from the cartoon. Be, do a guest you know uh 
writing spot on a comic to introduce her officially into the mm. comic book universe, right? But she was still a sidekick for a long time for the Joker in the comics, too. Uh, and I think it wasn't until somebody put her on the Suicide Squad that she kind of really like blew up into like this really popular character that was independent of the Joker. And so right. she's just ever since then, she's just snowballed, which is why we have an entire show about her. And we have movies about her, too. You know what I mean? Like this character, once once she got a life of her own, a, a, an identity of her own outside of the Joker. So it's kind of fun that the first season of the show was her going through that journey, right, of becoming right. independent from him and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's so what I'm saying is like anybody who loves her in the comics knows that she's pretty she's pretty integral to the successful uh, Suicide Squad stories of of recent times. And so I would hope that we're going to get a little bit of Suicide Squad throughout the whole season. Um, because that shit's funny, man. Like they're they, that group. Like the thing that amuses me the most about the Suicide Squad is they are the loseriest losers of all the losers. That um, if they fail to do anything that Waller wants, she just blows up their heads. Right. Like she just blows up their heads, and so right. I'd be really shocked, but not completely shocked if they strap one of those bombs onto uh to harley in this season um but yeah i think the most fun part about this show is like i don't know where the hell it's going ever because it's so freaking off the rails like <laughs> it, like in that villies episode they hold an m in memoriam to all the characters yep. that are classic <laughs> batman villains that harley murdered in the last two seasons of the show right. um those characters should not be dead but they are they're right. dead so this is Harley Quinn, the, the the show is like the greatest what if of the DC universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, she she teamed up with Darkseid in one season. I can't remember yeah. when that happened, but like she was going to make a deal with Darkseid to take yes. over the world. Harley Quinn did that. Like that's, <laughs> uh, so good. So good. But um, I, I, I think I will agree with you that the second episode was my favorite. Uh, not that I didn't love the third episode. The third episode cracked me up because, just because, like, all the random characters in the background that you're watching at the award show, right. whatever, are just, and the right. guy with the, the guy that I thought was Cock King until we learned who the real <laughs> Cock King was. Um, all these characters were ridiculous. But the thing that I really loved about the second episode was we got Nightwing, and I really <laughs> love. I love that even though this is a Harley Quinn show. They constantly like to live, give you little check-ins on the Bat family. Right. And to see how just freaking dysfunctional they are and hilarious they are. And, and you got to get not only get a check-in with, like, a, you know, a, the official Harley Quinn introduction of Dick Grayson, Nightwing, um, but he got picked up by Alfred, a.k.a. the Macaroni. Yep. <laughs> Macaroni is just canon now in this storyline, yep. man, and that's... It's so stupid and so awesome. <laughs> I can't get enough yeah, of the macaroni. Yeah, they just they they and they took they took him right out at the knees. Just you know, the writers did just were like, oh, here's we're going to just make you look ridiculous right off the bat. And I love that. That's one of the things I really love about the show is they do and they do that with Batman and they do that with you know they just mm -hmm. come in and they come in hard at all the uh, all the heroes and I'm just curious. No, nothing sacred. 
Did you recognize the voice of Nightwing? Have you ever watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, I recommend that one as well. That is okay. an amazing comedy. That's uh, it's based on the. It's inspired by a movie of the same name that was produced and, and written and directed by uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Mm -hmm. um, so, if you like Taika Waititi, uh, like I, I'm sure you're familiar with some of his other stuff. Check out what we do in the shadows of the TV show. It's super good. But Harvey Guillen plays the familiar on that show. And like he is an amazing character on that show because he's like he's kind of like, you know, he's like a he's a round individual. But like throughout the course of the show, he's just a familiar. But you learn that he's like also a descendant of Van Helsing. So he suddenly turns into like Bam Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's, and so he's this he's this, like the rotund guy that I, I hope that's not the wrong word to use for him but uh he is they get him to do all this amazing stunt choreography and fight and do all these cool action sequences and stuff and it looks freaking hilarious but right. like the problem was like the show is so great but it's so niche that we're like this guy needs to be on more things because he's so right. good and so when he shows up as Nightwing I'm like Thank you. Thank you. Because this guy needs more work and he's too funny. And like, I love the brooding take he's trying to do at the beginning. And then like, yeah, he's like, I can't why wait to see. Like that? Yeah. yeah. Why are you talking to like, it's how I, it's how I talk. It's how I talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I jumped around a little bit ahead of, of the thing as, as much as I was excited about Nightwing. I'm just curious. Uh, what, how's Harley for you this season? Um, her character is is kind of I don't know feels a little they're making her a little obviously clingy the the clingy you know wife girlfriend oh it's our you know 18th day anniversary whatever and so obviously there's going to be some conflict coming in with that um, but she seems to have lost a little bit of her edge from the the previous seasons that's mm -hmm. kind of how I feel um, I think that's intentional though right yeah. I think I think it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that'll probably ramp back up probably towards the end of the season when. Do you think I, I expect that? Do you think I do? Yeah. I do. I do. I think that's, I think Ivy's going to become probably the main uh, antagonist. Oh, I, that's I, that's what I would, I would like to see that. And then that can kind of blend in more with the suicide squad. If, if they come in, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, a, a mixture that way. Yeah. I think the fun of her character is like, you know, we, we make it sound like it's past tense. Like she, she figured out who she is and, and, and yep. got her and, and, and claimed her independence from the Joker. But like, really, I think the point of the show, right. Is, is she's never given herself time to breathe outside of a relationship to actually figure out who she is without a, a romantic partner so right. even though even though ivy is leaps and bounds better than the joker as far as mental health goes and, <laughs> and and being a supportive you know partner poison ivy's still a freaking super villain who's right also got her own damage and her own like insecurities and her own baggage that is maybe not equipped properly to 
be the person I or, I mean uh, Harley needs. Like I'm not yeah. sure anybody is the person that Harley needs to to fulfill all the roles. I but don't um, think, I don't think there is one. Yeah. But but I think that's why I like that Villy's episode because that conversation that Ivy had with Kite Man's girlfriend outside. Mm -hmm. At least they realized, at least in the moment, how lucky they both are and how they should be more supportive of their significant others than they have been. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, that that was a glimmer of hope that I don't think will last. Uh, no, but I, yeah, I really think I think Ivy, that's kind of my my hot take, I guess, is that Ivy's going to be the my bold prediction. She's going to be the main antagonist and kind of learn and just take this kind of victim and the failure and the fear. And then once she gets that confidence and that fire kind of rolls and she's just going to ascend. I mean, as a reminder, her plan is to terraform the planet to make it like crappy for anybody that's not plants. Uh, <laughs> right. So, I mean, at some point that's going to be really awkward for Harvey. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, Harley and uh Clayface and King Shark and and the and Frank. Well, no, I guess Frank the Plant would be fine. Yeah, um, Frank. Yeah. Although he kind of got the uh, the the boost, and now what's the the future of his character? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I think he ate because he, he said some of it got in his mouth, right? The, the yeah, and then he was like formula, and he said, yeah. "I'm a god," and took off. Oh yeah, that's right. He flew away, didn't he? He yeah. has like legs and stuff now, right? Like yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Because I watched them all yesterday, and then I started rewatching the first two today, but I didn't get to my second rewatch of the of the of the last episode, so I kind of forgot. Yeah, Frank the Plant is off, being whatever he is. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. Well, I guess let's talk about your favorite character because I know it's your favorite character. Uh, <laughs> tell me about Clayface. Love Clayface. I uh, Clayface is probably the greatest character maybe it's because i'm in the entertainment world and i know people that are like him yeah you know that that whole acting and uh i was very excited to see that they started in with the backstories again when he starts to talk about characters and you know what if he is there just having a cig he quit cigarettes but he keeps one in his pocket and you know i just love that and then they of course show that scenario that he acted out um there's something great i, I don't know visually uh, in like season one, I'll tell you the, the thing that I was like, I love this guy was when they had him play uh, Batman at the end. They were trying to convince Joker that they had captured Batman and he couldn't help but st not sing and smile during the happy birthday like that. That that over exuberant, joyous, like he's like, love of performing. Almost, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, like that sort of like love for like the stage and the theater. And, you know, you, you could just see it in the character. It's hard for me to see that in like a lot of cartoon characters to see like the, the 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 lighting of the eyes and like the expression come out, but like I feel like with Clayface, you can see it. You can see it the way they draw it, the way he acts it, and you know, voice acts it, and he's just phenomenal. So I'm glad that he's all about this whole thing. And then you have the whole uh, subplot with him with the the biotechs. And James Gunn and doing yep. doing James Gunn is directing the Thomas Wayne biopic. Biopic, yep. And it's actually James Gunn's uh, voice. So, yeah. and I just think that you know, and he couldn't get cast, so then he turned himself into the chair, and you know, this is all kind of uh, he kills uh, Bill. Was it Billy Bob Thornton? Was that supposed to be? He, 
Yeah, he accidentally. Well, he doesn't kill him, but yeah. yeah. He, Billy Bob Thornton accidentally went into Catwoman's tiger room and got yeah. decapitated. Yeah. And so they covered it up. He called his buddy over at King Shark. Oh my God. I I think those two together. I I love when when they reunite, right? Because like the first half of the first episode yeah. is just is Harlivey, right? Right. It's just them going on their Eat Bang Kill tour, and then eventually they get the call from Clayface of King Shark. They're like, "Yo, we're still in prison and we're being tortured." And so <laughs> when they finally when they go to ra- break them out and rescue them, they're like, "It's Harlivey," and then they're like, "Shark Face." I thought that was the best. <laughs> the best name for that duo because i really do feel they are a duo those two they are they they, they could have a whole other they could they are so hilarious that like that you have a best friend that you can call to come and eat the body <laughs> so that so that there's no evidence of it that's amazing that's amazing yeah. um yeah i don't think uh, king shark doesn't have a lot going on right now other than being yeah, the yeah. supportive the supportive friend to clayface um, but they did remind you that he does have a wife, because uh, he had to do <laughs> that right. for poli- for politics, right? He had to yep. he had to marry a, a, someone from a different Atlantic or you know ocean shark ocean family, yeah. yeah, like a hammerhead shark, whatever. Um, and then I also really do like that when they're talking about that Thomas Wayne uh, biopic, he's like, "Great, another bi another movie about a <laughs> bipedal billionaire." You know, like I yep. love that so much because like. I refer to all of you as bipeds. I, all of you are bipeds in my in my brain. That's how I see all non wheelchair people. So I appreciate that. Like I felt represented for a moment by there you go. In that, in that there you go. Moment. But um, and again, those two characters off each other. They're always like this joyous, like childlike zest for life. Like he's just just. They're always very happy. Yeah, and, uh, they're super happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they're great comic relief. Yeah, I I would say like the show feels also different because there's no Doctor Psycho yet. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's a big component of what made that show really bonkers because right. he was the truly evil character on the team that was like cutthroat evil, right? Like, and he, but he was so funny because he was just packed in this little 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 man with a giant enormous head um, played by Tony Hale. And I've been so bummed because like, they're not even like getting Tony Hale to play other characters right now. So like, Mm. he's just not on the season so far, but like, do you think he's coming back? Like, I don't, I think they have already done with him. Like, no, I, I would like to, I would hope they bring him back because they have plenty of room for it. And, and like you referenced in the uh, the villies, they showed all of the characters they they killed off over the previous <laughs> two seasons. So it's like I, you, you're going to need some people in that world that are that are still you know the villains. And- yeah, the last we see him was in the finale of the previous season where he's in prison. They don't even like have him talk; they just show he's in prison with all, a bunch of other people. Um, but yeah, I miss I miss his. I miss him because he was like the wild card uh, in a team with Harley Quinn. Right. I felt like Dr. Psycho was the real heart, uh, like wild card of that group. Um, so I, I feel like King Shark and Clayface are just a little too positive vibes all the time. You need something right. to counterbalance that. And I don't think 
it's Ivy because like there's a lot of emotional weight yeah. to what her and, and Harley Quinn are going. And I don't think it's Frank the plant. Um, so yeah, I just feel like there's a sixth person that needs to be there to really, to really like yeah. balance it all out. Yeah, bring that darkness. Bring that little bit because Harley's just crazy. She's like that manic crazy, but he was yeah. like the tennis. You're like, oh, oh, like the one everyone like stop and look, and, you know. And he was a giant misogynist too, and that <laughs> yes. made him better. <laughs> just everything he said was so inappropriate. They yeah. just needed an HR all the way all the time or for this guy. He was so bad. Yeah. Uh, I miss him, but. We'll see. Maybe he'll. Come I think. Back. I think he'll be around. Yeah, and then uh, Frank the Plant. Yeah, I think it's a uh, TBD where he's going to go this season. Uh, but I would like to see they do them do more with the character, just because like he is like the true comic relief of the first two seasons. He's just right. He's just there for the one liners, right? Like that's 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 all he usually is. So it's cool that they're giving JB Smooth something more to work with. But um. Back to Clayface for a second, because, well, not specifically him, but, like, I think the coolest thing about him, not just, that like, all the things you said, but that he's played by Alan Tudyk, who also plays the freaking Joker, man. Yeah. Like, he play and yep. the Joker is so good on this show. I I don't know. He might be one of my favorite Jokers ever. I would, like, I, I would agree I know, with you on that. I know Mark Hamill's got the title forever, but, like, this Joker... Like he's very aware of what he does all the time, and that's kind of gross. Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> but, but like, the way he started that award show, yeah, <laughs> with the the fake like the mock murdering of Jason Todd in an alleyway, <laughs> and he's like, and then it just turns into one of those like Billy Crystal like or or Ben yeah. Stiller type like. Oh wait, I have an award show to host, and like, exactly. and he starts rapping, and like, yeah. and then Robin gets up, and or the actor playing Robin gets up and starts yeah. dancing along. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that character is so. I don't. I don't understand how Alec Tudyk has both of those characters inside of him, but that's just terrifying to me that he can do that. Yeah, I love listening because you can you can almost hear it because. You know, I, I do voices and I, I study voices. So I listen yeah. and I hear Clayface and I go, oh, I can hear the Joker. You know, there. if you really listen, you can hear yeah. them in each. So, but he's phenomenal. I think my other favorite thing about the Clayface stuff is that so that you're never, you know, like I was curious when he took over Billy Bob or like, I was like, are they going to have Billy Bob for the whole season? But then it's like, no, it's <laughs> no. Alan Tudyk doing Billy Bob. Doing Billy Bob, yep. And for some reason, even though Clayface is like, the world's greatest like chameleon he can turn into anybody one he can't do the voice accurately and two he can't fix those teeth no matter how right exactly like, no everything <laughs> else and nobody ever even says anything about it and it's so good it's so good that's how you know that's uh, before we keep going on these characters uh lindsay's comment came in and yeah she was saying i thought harvey Gien was pretty hilarious as nightwing yeah yeah he was think, great yeah, I think that was very intentional that they're like, okay, what more can we add to this family? Uh, let's bring in the Nightwing. And so I I really, you know, like when we were watching it and, and Nightwing was like not wanting to be a team player and like he didn't want to hide in the shadows. He wanted to be like, right. you know, big and, 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 and dynamic. And, and, you know, my, my wife, Lindsay was like saying like, but isn't that like his thing? And I was like, well, actually, 
No, it's not. If you think about it, like that's Batman's thing. And that's Batman's thing that he forced upon this poor kid for all his life. But if you remember who this kid is, he's a goddamn acrobat in a circus for like his whole life until, you know, the tragic murder of his family. So like the whole reason that there is a Nightwing is because he one day said, F you, Batman, I'm done with this crap. I'm going to go do it my way. And so I really like that we've brought that character back, you know, to Gotham, like for the first time in who knows how long. And and he gets to see this wacky family that Batman's <laughs> assembled that? while he's been gone, you know, like the freaking macaroni, yep. like the 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 Robin that is now 12 because yep. Nightwing's been gone for eight years. And he's like, I thought you were four. And he's like, <laughs> he's like you've ago. been gone for eight years. Yeah. That's how math works like or something like that. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Batgirl, and then yeah. Batgirl, who's kind of like yeah. she kind of like took over while Batman was uh, had his back. He got his back broken, right, last season or something like that. Like he was, he was, he was ser- like severely wounded. Yeah, he was for most of the season, and so yes. that's why Batgirl had to take over, right? And so, uh, yeah. but I also really love being reminded that Batgirl and Harley Quinn really dig each other at like, yeah, at, like. I guess professionally, I don't know. Like it's like a, it's a very mutual respect they have for each other. So that episode where they both end up in an escape room together, they're so happy to see each other, and it's so so adorable. Like you don't. Well, and then Nightwing, like I'm gonna kill myself. I know, right? We're all gonna die in three minutes. I'm just gonna do it faster. You know, like yeah. I just want to point out, I I geeked out really hard when Ivy said. What's the fastest way to lose a chess? And I'm I'm a chess nerd, uh, and so when he said uh, the the uh, fool's mate, I was so I was so happy. I was, I was just really happy with that. Uh, I don't get I don't get a lot of accurate uh, chess representations on TV, and there so you go. that one and the Queen's Gambit are like now my two favorite. But um, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, I know exactly how you do it, and uh, but no, yeah, that that scene with. It was a really cool scene with Harley and Nightwing, both kind of, I think, presenting to the audience what their internal struggles are going to be for the whole season, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think the two are going to be kind of like parallel characters throughout the whole show. Yeah, and you'll um, just see the, the quote-unquote good version of it and the bad version of it and the, yeah. the differences. But, and, yeah. But yeah. it just kind of show, it shows that commonality between, you know, Everybody, we all, you know, depending on what side you're on, you we all have the same emotions, all the same struggles. And so it just touches a little bit more of a, a bigger emotional, you know, chord with everybody. We go, oh, we can all, we're all the same. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to get into some more of the ridiculous ones for a minute. Okay. Uh, tell me your thoughts on Commissioner Gordon. Uh, such a great character. I love... I love what they do to him. <laughs> um, just Chris Maloney, man. That I love Chris Maloney in everything, all the time. But like this character is bananas. So good, so good. Uh, especially you know you see the first two seasons the, the way he goes, and and now he's just kind of becoming like jaded and bitter, and just you know, and also uh, somehow Two Faces puppet. Like yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> How is he Two Faces puppet? That doesn't even make sense, but 
yeah, Two Faces now is, you know, political campaign manager and you know, like it's it's so crazy. And then the 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 scene with uh the adult stars of the, the Harley <laughs> and the Ivy knockoff just on the roof. It's just so it's so like, funny the things it's they like do to Christy that. Kryptonite or something like that. I forget yeah. these these the porn stars. It, oh my god. It, it's so funny to just see the layers that they have for the, the, the heroes and the characters. So it's like, you know, Batman, they take Batman and they just make him look, you know, a certain way. And then like even more, you know, even worse than Batman, they just lower, like you think Batman's pathetic. Well, look at, you know, look at the, uh, you know, Robin or Nightwing. You think he's pathetic. Look at commissioner Gordon. And it just like, it piles on and they just, they don't stop with the, with the jokes and just and showing them and, and the, the misery that he's in. Yeah, he's so, just the most miserable human being yeah. that, that thinks the world <laughs> owes him something positive yeah. in his life. And uh, and now he believes for some reason that he's playing, he's pinning all of his, his, his failures on Harley and Ivy. So he believes that if he brings them into justice, everything will come up Jim Gordon all of a sudden. Um, yeah. And I love the Schadenfreude. I love the Schadenfreude of it all. Just <laughs> everything that could go wrong for him. So, so bad good. all the time. <laughs> what What was the? They set up a. They set up a, a a trap for them. And was it the? Is it the first episode? They set up a. Or no, no, it was the last season, right? Like he wanted to try and. Yeah. Like, well, the last season was at the wedding. The wedding. He tried to arrest them at the yeah. wedding. But didn't he, did they set up a trap for them in this season so far? I can't. I can't remember. Yes, it was. Um, it was like they. Oh yeah, because they gave uh, them the phone. That was the first episode where yeah. they were. They gave King Shark uh, the phone and the cell. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. They the coming to rescue King Shark yes. and and Clayface, Clayface. was the yeah. trap they set up yes. for. Yeah. And, and that's when they brought in the adult actresses. And <laughs> <laughs> I half expected the Villy Awards to be another another trap from uh, mm. from Gordon until I realized, oh wait, no, they want to go all in on this awards thing. They really want you to believe <laughs> it's a thing that exists. And I think you were saying it, it kind of reminded you of like a retread of of a story they did in one of the previous seasons. Which one was that? Yeah, it was when she was trying to get into the the Legion of Doom, and the oh, yeah. you know you got to be nominated. The politics and, of it all yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I could see did, that. What did you think of the uh, the guy who had who had the the award? Was that like? I almost felt like that was a trap to like get uh, Harley. You know, when she was trying to get it, and it like turned yeah, into like the, the Terminator, right? Yeah. yeah. I was a little confused by that. Maybe it's something that'll be revealed later, but like Harvey was, Harley was so obsessed with knowing the results of the award before the fact that she, she followed the, you know, the, the guy holding the briefcase into the bathroom only for him to be revealed to be a, a robot that she had this giant battle with. And then he ended up eating the award just so that she couldn't right. see it. Right. But <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I felt like I was missing out on some part of the gag there. And maybe that's something that'll be revealed later. Yeah. Um, or maybe I guess, like, was it a commentary on awards? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but yeah, like for me, that joke missed a little bit because I didn't understand what's going on, but it could be one of those ones that pays off later when it's like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was like, is that a, they setting her up? Is that, you know, 
trying to get her or is it yeah. is, is it just that she's attacking it and triggering yeah. this android? Again, that's one of my yeah. favorite things about the show is like I'm useless. Like my entire <laughs> yeah. knowledge of comic books is useless to you. Like I you are in just as far of knowledge you know like like level as I am for this show. Um you know, I recognize characters like Lindsay was pointing out like she thinks it's funny that they always put like Killer Frost in the background. She's always in the background, like a <laughs> villain, villain gatherings. It's just this, uh, the, she's like the blue skinned girl with like the really white hair. And like, mm-hmm. she's like an ice villain, you know, like, and then I noticed Nora freeze, like Mr. Freeze's wife was in the background of one of the shots too. Like there's all kinds of funny characters, but um, what about the Riddler? I'm so, like, <laughs> what do you think of the Riddler again? He was in two episodes so far this season, right? Uh, Jim uh, Rash has yep. actually been in three three episodes. Like he's doing double duty now, like uh, like Alan Tudyk. So Jim Rash was playing um, the mayor in the first episode too. Mm. Um, but uh, he's from Community. I don't know if you're if you're familiar. I never watched Google. Community. No. Whoa! I know. Uh, I don't watch anything. I, apparently, I freaking <laughs> love Jim Rash, and and um, I've loved his Riddler for the last two seasons, but like. It, it almost feels like instead of being like a guest star now, he's just a cast member of the show. Mm. So that's why they're finding other voices for him to do, or they're just going to put the Riddler in more episodes. But what, well, what yeah, in, in the uh, second episode when they were doing the escape room and they had the commercial come on, I was like, that sounds like Riddler. That's what, you know, I was like, that, that sounds like was, Riddler. And then I was, I, I let my nerd self get ahead of me. And I was like, I actually think the puzzler actually might be a real character also. And then mm. like I ate crow. Cause it's like, okay, no, you're right. It's the Riddler. It's the Riddler. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, and then uh, I do like his character uh, again. And they're taking, they're taking him and they're making him so flamboyant and just so, you know, it's just, I love the way they're just twisting all of these characters that you would never think. Uh, and <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's funny because it's like, you know, 10 minutes into the episode, they're trying to kill each other. And then all of a sudden they see each other at the awards and they're like, oh, hey, you know, like it's like it's like a, a nine to five job or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, OK, yeah. these are th- th- this is the time of day to like do your villain and, you know, villainy it, and kill. You know and- what? It reminds me of The Tick. Mm. Do, do you ever watch The Tick back yes. in the day or read The Tick? Yeah. I like Yeah. That's like a thing that, that, you know, like, or, or Venture Brothers or, you know, all these, yeah. these parodies of like, yeah, villainy is a job that they have to yeah. do to pay the bills or something like that. Definitely. I got that vibe for sure. Cause yeah, he was like super cheerful to be with the clock King and, and they, right. they, 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 they gave one of the, their dog sibling puppies to, to the, <laughs> yeah. the people in charge of the villies and stuff like that, hoping, hoping to, you know get an extra inside uh nudge on on winning best couple because apparently that's the thing they really wanted to do they wanted to win best couple um yeah i uh i don't know where they're gonna go with the riddler i kind of liked his whole thing last season which was like he was just their their mouse or their hamster on the wheel and he right. was super, super stoked to get like jacked calves because of all the <laughs> like that was so good. Um, so I don't, I don't know where they're gonna go with him, but I kind of, I love his, I love his character because he's just like 
you just don't know what to expect from him. You don't know what he's going to do. What he wants to do. Right. Like season one for me, the scene was always uh, when the the crew was looking for new jobs. And so Clayface was working for Riddler and he's oh, doing right. the live thing. And he he's was just a henchman, like, huh? Yeah, he's a henchman and he's just giving him acting notes and line notes and just going in with him. And just, again, it's, that's probably more of a Clayface thing. But the way they played the Riddler off of him was like, I liked Riddler right after that. I was like, okay, you're in. So. It's so good. They just really bastardize all of these famous, like, <laughs> like Batman, like villains and just like, nah, we're going to do something totally different with it. Um, I loved, uh, I love Catwoman's acceptance speech. <laughs> yes. Like. So good. I only got this because I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> I only got this because I'm black. Meanwhile, I've got Black Manta over there putting in the work yeah. for like 20 years. And the Joker's like, he's black? Like, <laughs> they don't even know their co-workers, man. That was so good. That's so good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny how much Catwoman was in that episode, considering I thought I thought she was just going to be the excuse for why their new lair is now her place. But right. like, no, 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 we'll bring her in, too. And, I, and, and, and it wasn't even just that she was at the Villies, too. You also learn that like they're currently developing the relationship between her and Batman. And uh, I don't know if she dumped him in that same episode or if she was just commenting on it wasn't working for her in the moment. I'm not sure. Right. Like They're definitely showing you how much of a simp Batman is for Catwoman. And that's yes, that exactly. Was, that was quite amusing to see. Like, yeah, it's really funny how we always get these little like cross sections of the Batman universe through the eyes of this Harley Quinn show. Um, and, and you get to realize how stupid Batman looks from the perspective yes. Yes. of somebody outside of the Batman <laughs> universe. You know what I mean? Like that's so good. It's so, it's yeah. so hilarious. That, I think that's one of my favorite things about it is just how they just, like I said, they just bash on them every chance they get. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody who surprisingly is a more fleshed out character than Batman on this show, Kite Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is very true. He you would not is, expect that. That is a fully three-dimensional human being with feelings and thoughts yep. and like, man, you can't help but root for Kite Man on this show all the time, right? Like, I just kind of want Kite Man to be happy. Like, yeah. I don't even like, I still don't understand why he identifies as a villain, but that's what he does. He's like he's right. a villain, and he's got this adorable new girlfriend in the Golden Glider. Yeah. Oh man, and and like yeah. he he's, he wants to have this mature relationship with his ex, you know, who left left him at the altar like multiple times. Like, yeah, he's got this like goofy cool about him, you know, like yeah. You go, wow, this guy's such a dork, but there's something about him that you go, ah. Oh. Like in, in uh, the second season, you meet his parents and, you know, yeah. like how they treat him. And I thought one of the sweetest things I learned about Kite Man this season is that his fa- one of his favorite foods is chili. And he will actually change the recipe for whoever the person is that he loves. Yeah. So yeah. for Ivy, he knew that he she was go, a vegetarian, yeah. so... He, it was a meatless dish for her. And then for Golden Glider, I don't remember what else he's taking out of it for her, but like, that's amazing. Like, I just, yeah. like, 
the details they keep giving Kite Man. And meanwhile, Batman's just this chomp over in the corner. <laughs> just, oh, it's so good. I just, how can, how can you not? By the way, you, does, does it seem odd that Ivy is a vegetarian? Like that she would eat the plants as opposed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of go back and forth on that. Yeah, no, I get yeah. It's it's weird because like she's definitely there's been incarnations of Ivy where she's had like man eating plants as as part of her army and stuff like that. But like I but you could be a vegetarian without like you know fully murdering, you know, like right. plants too, I guess. Like it depends on what part of the plant you consider the, the main part of the plant. Like I'm not Yeah, I guess if it's if it's food, yeah. Like the fruit that comes from a tree, I mean, you're supposed to eat it, right? Like that's 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 true. Its purpose, you know. So that's true. It all depends, but no, it is it is a good, it, it is it's a cool defining characteristic that they gave her on the show for yeah for the character. So, um, but yeah, no, I I just I adore Kite Man so much, and I think this is awesome that we're gonna I guess get to check in on him every every now and then throughout the season and and see how he's how he how healthy his relationship is with yeah. Golden Glider. And I think that's gonna be juxtaposed with with uh, the relationship we're gonna see with with Harley and with uh, time, yeah. and possibly, you know, another another relationship that might occur too is it has happened in the comics, but we'll, we'll see is Nightwing and Batgirl. That that might be another one that's mm. It's the relationship show. It's just what it is. Like, <laughs> and then you know we're not done. Like, we got confirmation that the Joker is still full all in on his on his his uh, amnesia family. Like, <laughs> he is comme- completely committed yep. to this to to that woman and her children, <laughs> and he's trying to be the father that they need. What the f- I don't even understand <laughs> how that works. He's the Joker, but yeah, he's so we're gonna. I think we're gonna get more check ins on that family too. Um, and by the way, for anybody who's stuck around this long and has no idea what we're talking about, if this hasn't convinced you to go watch Harley Quinn, like seriously, what are you doing? Like, like yeah, it's a weird relationship show where you're just watching all these <laughs> hilarious relationships with your favorite comic book weirdos. Yeah, and if you ever want to see your your heroes taken down a peg with everything you always thought, what what if they were like this? It's a great. But I did save one last one for you. I was was waiting. That doesn't seem to be in a relationship story right now. Yeah, because he's having a relationship story of his own where he's trying to like figure out who he is. But I think he's your other favorite character, and 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 I think you do a pretty good voice of him. Um, why don't you, Why don't you tell us about Bane? I, I love Bane. He's such a good character. I love the fact that he starts having this thing with the therapist, or you know, the, the what are you a therapist? Or, uh, and then he starts questioning himself. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I am this way, you know, like I just love it's like a whole sex in the city moment twice. In yeah. One of the episodes. Like, yeah. He's like monologuing his, his own thoughts. Yeah. With the well, Jessica he gets, and he gets, he gets the Jessica, whatever. Uh, I've never seen sex in the city, but the Jessica wedding dress that he buys for, you know, $5,000 or whatever it was at the bank. They're, they're like, you bought this. 
Oh yeah, the bank put a hold on his card, right? Because of yes. weird expenditures. And then so she's like, Are you depressed? <laughs> the bank teller turns and was like, Are you depressed? No, I'm I'm fine. And he starts justifying all of his crazy spending that he's doing. I bank, I have yeah. I half think he's the psycho replacement. I mm-hmm. half think that the that the that the audience spoke in volumes over the last two, three years, and the writers understand how much people love that bane. And I yes. wouldn't be surprised if he's the sixth member of the team. I that feel would, I feel that that's what's gonna happen here. That would make my ear. He's too good. He's too good. And he's and he's he's ridiculous. And now they're really starting to flesh him out. It's kind of like we talked about with, with Clayface, but now you take you know Bane, who's just physically big in stature, you know, muscles everywhere, very violent, and then you just give him this innocence, this this innocence, this uh, politically correct, very sensitive, uh, you know, by the book. You know, when he was trying to get them as uh, their head, I filled out all the paperwork. And, you know, just just gets pushed aside, no respect, just all of that stuff that they do with Bane just makes him such a lovable character. And I I can't get enough. I think that's probably why my, my favorite episode is the second one, because there's a lot of Clayface and a lot of Bane. And, and, and Bane tries to go and blow up their lair in these two ways. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because he... Oh. His yeah. card was declined as he bought everything at the store. And can you just put this aside? Well, then I have to do that for everybody. He's a great <laughs> character. Um, I do, I do think, uh, I think that was my list of characters, and I, I really appreciate you going through each one of them because I think, I think we did talk really. Uh, we gave a, a decent amount of, of conversation to each of their stories so far, yeah. but there was one other one that I'm just curious of, like. Do you think we're getting a bat mouse? <laughs> uh, I don't. Again, as you said, with this show, who knows what they'll do. Do uh, you recall what I'm talking about? There is a moment where Commissioner Gordon, like, is 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 finding out that Two Face is now uh, campaign manager for the mayor again, right? And Commissioner Gordon like throws something out the window, and it like it causes a car accident that ends up like with a ghost. And then like, there's a family of like, and he references, mice, yeah. And there's like the pearls that go yes. flying around. Yes. Like, yes, know, yes. There's yes, an yes, orphan yes. child mouse. Yeah. Is it a bad mouse? And is, is Gordon his villain? That's, that's a real question. I think they'll, they'll probably bring that in and they'll just keep it, you know, hidden in the back or something. Like, I don't that know mouse they... was wearing clothes. Too. Like, right, that's true. All of, that's true. All of those mice yeah. were wearing like like yeah clothes. Like, I was like, "What are you doing, show?" And is this <laughs> is this is this a story that we're gonna get throughout the season? Are we gonna get a bat mouse? I hope so. Actually, now that you you mentioned that, I I kind of forgot about it, didn't you? I did. I honestly forgot yeah. about it until I rewatched today, and I was like, "Oh my god." They set up a bat mouse in the show. Yeah. And it, yeah, they, better, was, they better deliver on this. I really do. I think they will. I, I don't know that they they would put that out there and then just leave that. Or you know. Right. Yeah. They're so they're so 
out there that they they'll go, we're going to pay this off somewhere. Well, they have like 11 or, or I mean, they have like nine more episodes to play with yeah. it. So we'll see. But um, I do think uh, it's probably time to wrap up this conversation. We've gone a little long. It, I, I did have fun. I did love your Bane. And I hope to hear more of it <laughs> in the after show. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, I just want to say like, you know, thank you for, for being here with just me uh, for this Friday evening to nerd out and talk about Harley Quinn and all the toys and all the Comic-Con stuff and everything. Um, we will be back next week to discuss more superhero news and more Harley Quinn with Ricky and a special guest. Um, but I also want to say thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in. If you had fun, please remember to like and subscribe and check us out on Patreon for our after show, The Soapbox, which Brian will be joining me there as well. But before I sign off, I just want to say, Brian, do you have anything you want to plug? You want you want people to anything, any last words you got? It, it could be in the voice of Bane or whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have anything right now, but you can check me out on Comedy Brian. Uh, all, all my social media at Comedy Brian. I'm on uh, Patreon. I'm on TikTok, uh, YouTube. So. Uh, C-O-M-E-D-Y-B-R-I-A-N. So give me a, a follow there if you like it. And uh, Thank you so much for having me here. Awesome. Not, wait, that was, that was a combination of nice and awesome. 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 Awesome, bra. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, that's what the surfer bra says. After yeah, surfer bra. Awesome. Uh, awesome. All right. I think that's it for now. Uh, I think uh, it's time to sign off. See you next time on Den Excelsior True Believers. Um, yeah, enough said.